Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90. If you're going to spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! Hello and welcome to what is this episode eleven of Real Ninety? I'm Nick Prince. Twelve episode. Oh, I'm 12. sorry. Oh my gosh, scratch that. You is it really episode 12? episode ninety? <laughs> what? What episode four hundred and eighty seven? I said episode eleven of Real Ninety. You dorks. Ah. Ah. Oh. Oh. But is it really episode twelve? Yes, it's really episode twelve. Ah. Oh. Ah. All right. Hello and welcome to episode twelve of Real Ninety. I'm don't act like you. I'm didn't Nick mess Prince. It up. You messed it up. <laughs> I did. Don't act like I'm going to edit the stuff that came before that. What's I'm Eric Connor. Yeah, I'm Ricky Glore. Jeez, wow. This is what kind of episode it's going to be tonight. It is. So this episode, it was my pick, and I picked the awesome Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was that said with sarcasm? No, I meant that. Oh, okay. Johnny okay. Mnemonic. And, it wasn't uh, awesome with quotes around it. No. I liked it. I right. liked it. This was okay. the, uh, what was this, 1995, I believe. Hold on. Yes, the cyberpunk sci-fi action flick from 1995. And I'm going to read the, because uh, I was looking at some reviews, and I really liked uh, Overdue Reviews. Um, Matthew Zuris, he wrote this little quick synopsis. So, Keanu Reeves plays a futuristic courier who's dumped his childhood memories in order to jam a hard drive into his skull. One night, he downloads too much product, quote-unquote, which turns out to be the (laughs) cure to a worldwide epidemic called Nerve Attenuation Syndrome, or NAS. Johnny then gets embroiled with a series of bizarre villains, like Dolph Lundgren as a cyborg Jesus, before saving the world with the help of iced tea and a dolphin. Johnny Mnemonic. If there's nothing that you nothing good you could find from this movie, at least now you can spell it correctly. Menomina. I've never been able to spell Menomina. So I would like to start the conversation with this simple question. Yes. Um as an actor, Keanu Reeves, did he pick this movie? Because he felt like it would further his career in the acting spectrum? Or did he pick this movie because it, there was going to be a huge payout? I don't know about the pay... Well, maybe he did get paid a lot. I don't know. I know the movie tanked. It was budgeted for $25 million, $25 million, depending on where you look, and it made about 19 or 20 They originally wanted to make it an art film for about a million dollars. I mean, this is the one... Yeah. You don't hear this this scenario a lot in Hollywood. They wanted to make it for a million dollars, and the studio said, no, here's more money. Please take our and money. Like, okay. And just so everybody knows, that they is uh, director Robert Longo, or Longo, however you say it, and William Gibson is the screenplay, and this is also based off his short story and one of his um, novels as well. Right. Well, I mean, from going going from a million to to thirty million, they thought, man, with this kind of money, we could do awesome special effects that look like a ripoff of Lawnmower Man. Right, and they and and I mean, from what I've read, they actually made the movie they wanted to make. It was the studio that butchered it in the editing, which, which, if you want, I mean, when you watch it, like I noticed, it's just it's very jumpy, and it just kind of cuts from one place to another without much setup or uh, transition to it. So the studio really, that's what um, William Gibson and John Longo said. That, like, the movie that the people are seeing is not the movie we shot. This- it's an action movie for the learning impaired. It's one of those things that almost plays off like a music video, where it doesn't want to sit in one situation for too long. But, God, you would think the dialogue and the action and the acting would be better since it jumped around so much, and it's it's not. It's still boring in a lot of places. Come on, Henry Rollins? Dude, Henry Rollins. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine show. with him. I think Henry I think Henry Rollins is fine, and I think yeah. he's not playing his type. I think he's playing out of character. Yeah. A doctor? He's not yeah, who I have a problem with. Well, I mean, he's like a punk, no. punk doctor, so. 
Yeah, but they don't play that enough. Like they, I think I think that there are things in this movie that are played too intense. Like they're they're played up to like they turn it up to eleven on some things, and there's other things like that where they don't turn it up at all. Like I didn't even know Dolph Lundgren was a cyborg until you just said it, or until the end of the movie where we see his corpse. Well, who said it was? Um, which I, I found a lot in this movie too. Like. There was not a whole lot of character development. Like, the character development was the character telling them about themselves. Like, right. Keanu Reeves or uh, Johnny, he's like, tells his whole story. Like, I had to dump a whole chunk of my childhood uh, and uh, I took a big You got parents! <laughs> <laughs> and stuff! But, um, but yeah, Henry, or uh, Spider, which is Henry Rollins' character, just talks about how the cyborg Jesus or. The street, whatever you call him, street preacher. The priest. Yeah. The priest. Yeah. How he, yeah, yeah which how is, he's like all. His hands down the most interesting character in the movie. I mean, he feels like he was cherry picked out of a Highlander movie and doesn't really fit this story in the world they've set up, but he's still the most interesting. Yeah, he's definitely the best part of the film. His character's the most interesting. And I've never heard Dolph Lundgren speak such clear English. I wonder who was overdubbing his lines. <laughs> It had to be somebody. Yeah, I mean, even Keanu Reeves doesn't speak that good of English in this movie. Well, this is, I mean, to me, this is like a classic Keanu Reeves film. Yeah, like the lines Oof. always feel forced. Just his, um, he, it, they feel forced and like, his buttons on every scene, like his lines that, the, yeah. Well, it's not even that. They're like, it feels forced, like, yeah. uh, watching it, it was like, he doesn't even believe what he's saying is true. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's, they have cue cards yeah, off on the side. Like he's reading it off a cue. Yeah, exactly. And it's like yeah. the, the bonnet was blue. And that's his first time seeing it. Well, yeah. And you know you know the scene in um, Anchorman where they accidentally leave a question mark at the end of a sentence? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what was on. Like, someone was messing with him on the cue cards. and was like putting all caps and random exclamation points and sentences. But is that just Keanu Reeves' way of acting? Or is that how he always is? Oh, that's how he always is. It's bad acting. He actually won um, a Raspberry Award for his bad acting for this movie. A Razzie. I was going to say a Raspberry. A Raspberry can't be good. No, he was singled out as the worst actor of this year. Wow. In 1995. Jeez, ouch. Of course, that's big budget movies. Where Again, as we talked before with the Mystery Science Theater 3000, you know, like bad movies, there's plenty of worse actors that appeared in shit in 1995, but... Yeah, I'd like to see that list, like, why he was chosen. Because, yeah, he was bad, but you put him up against some of those other lead roles in those other films. Well, it's like Adam Sandler won, I think, last year for Jack and Jill. If that gives you any kind of, like, point of reference of how... I don't keep track of the fake movie award shit that goes on, so... You know what? I give them more credence than the Oscars most of the times. Yeah, because I'm sure the Raspberries are fan-picked, not uh, committee-picked. they do not hold back either. Uh, right. With Johnny Manomic, I going into the movie, um, I had never seen this, which was it's a great pick for me. Um, so I didn't have any You're preconceived welcome. notions, thank you, except for I think you have to draw parallels with the Matrix, even if you know what the movie's about. You know, his general look is the same. It's sci-fi, something inside of his head, and whatever. Of course, the movie as I watched it. There's almost no similarities right. to the Matrix. Right. The internet is just like Tron. Yes. Yeah. The internet, which world, I'm cool with, because which is probably one of the I, I think, fucking love we, Tron. Yeah. Like I love the idea of being yeah. able to jump into the internet and walk around like it's a place. Like that's cool. That's a cool way of looking at right. it. But at this point, it's. I'm glad the internet did not happen that way. <laughs> That would have been a pain in the ass. Wait, you have to walk to Google.com. Uh, like, uh, it's only a couple of miles down the road. No are, are you, you physically had to, like, yeah, you had to go in and dig and grab and take a pyramid and find the right code just to, like, check your email and grimace. It looked painful. You guys have watched Futurama, right? No, never. A little um, bit. There, there's an episode where um, you can actually build a sex robot in Futurama, and Fry ends up building a Lucy Lubot. Right. But they portray the internet almost the exact same way as Johnny Monomic. Like you actually have to walk through it, and like when you go into chat rooms or or pages, you're actually walking into like a room where a group of people are there to like help you. Yeah, it's like the mall. 
yeah, they f- they physicalize the internet, which is an interesting concept. I, I think this movie has a lot of interesting concepts. Uh, yeah, maybe it's the butchering of the the movie itself with editing, or maybe the studio didn't make them. They made them yeah. add things to the script. Um, one thing, God, I hate added to the script is why in every action or science fiction movie does there have to be a love interest? Yeah, but there wasn't really much of one in this. Yeah, one. but I mean that's forced though. There isn't a much of one, but there still is one between him. Uh, between him and the bodyguard. I mean, that's to me that's like with that feels like they're like trying with, to with any movie. You have the you have the main character and uh, a woman supporting. But why couldn't she just be a, and they're and they're with the movie the whole time? Well, it's just kind why of why couldn't she be the badass? Why couldn't she just be a badass? Why did they have to make her sexual to him? Like, why did they have to have? this this draw towards one another when it didn't support the plot at all like nothing came of it i just feel like i feel like they do that because if if guys go to the movies to this movie with their girlfriends or something they're like oh we have to add a little add a little bit of a romance to this movie because that is what the females will like they won't like the science fiction but they'll dig this i didn't really have any that much of an issue one there wasn't that much of it and two it's kind of understandable that They've saved each other's asses through this whole entire. Yeah, but movie. he does Ice Cube. So him and Ice Cube save each other's asses, and they don't fuck. Ice T. Ice, ice T. Not Ice Cube. Whatever. Jeez, show some respect. R e s p e c t. But they don't get down. He's saving his a ass. Actor. He's saving. Yeah, but he makes. He looks good <laughs> next to Keanu Reeves in this movie. Dude, everybody looks good next to Keanu Reeves in this movie. But I mean, like, don't you see what I'm saying? Like, why do we even have to have that? You're right. There's not a lot of it. So why even have it? I mean, there's so many things that aren't explored enough. Kind of like NAS being like the Lou Gehrig's disease that's going across the masses because we're too connected into technology. That's awesome. What's the story about the Asian dude that's in charge of the Yakuza and his daughter that worked for Pharmax that we don't even find out about until the last 10 minutes of the movie? And it's all said real quickly. Like, why are we spending time on right. this faux romance story that means nothing? When why couldn't we have just let that woman be a badass? And that's actually what the short story is: is the woman is all the yeah. action. Johnny Manomic is almost a vegetable throughout the whole story. Yeah, I didn't get it. I, I read a little bit of the short story, but I didn't finish it. But yeah, that's what I was getting from it. Like, she's the badass. She's the main role. But I think when you're making a big motion picture, like when you're making a movie, that's... I mean, I think that's sexism. I mean, I'm not a huge advocate for it, but I kind of feel like... That's what sells, well, man. But I think it's like... I think it could have been a better movie if we didn't have to add that... I mean, there's A, B, and C plot or whatever, and this is like an F plot. <laughs> no pun intended with fucking, but it's an F plot to a movie that's not needed where it's already bogged down with a bunch of dumb shit. Right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I was completely confused at the very beginning. Like, the text that they try to explain about what's going on in the world that you're getting ready to walk into. <laughs> like, I... Oh, my God. <laughs> the Star Wars slash Superman scroll yeah, like, going? So, oh, I have no so problems bad. with this. Like, I think this is... And, and usually in the 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 you know the long term this is usually a pretty good plot device to kind of get people up and running but the problem is is they 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 talk about things they talk about this virus that you've never heard of before they talk about an occupation that deals with technology and implanting data into your brain and this this term the carrier that we've never heard of before and it's like and it's like speeding by at like you know what I mean? It's like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh my god. I am more confused than I was before I hit the play button about this movie. A fan of sci-fi, you know this convention. Sci-fi movies do this to get you up to date with the mythology. But when you're throwing in so many big terms that make it seem important, and then not giving you time to read it, it's like, alright, I, I guess I'm just gonna play catch-up for the first time. But see, that's the thing, is they don't even do that. Like, they don't even help you along... It's just, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. And, like, he sticks the needle in his head, and he's already got a jack there. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? What's, what is that? Why is he He's doubling up on his memory? Like, what? what's going on? If you were to remake this, like, I would have loved to have seen why someone like Keanu Reeves feels like his station in the world is that he has to do this. 
Like it's almost like men signing up for the draft. Like you do it for so many years. I mean, obviously, like well, of course, the biggest yeah. driver is money. Right. He clearly needs money, and and it sounds like this, minus you know this last job. It sounds like this was a really like lucrative job, and he got prostitutes every night mm-hmm. and five star hotel rooms, and like this. Like, I'm led to believe, like, this is probably the job that... So he's living the good life. ...sucked the most. Because the package... he's Yeah, he was living the good life, so I'm sure somebody brought this to him, and I was like, look, you, you have to lose some memory. And so he was like, all right, well, I'll just lose my job. But they were... Because you come to find out that apparently he was promised that he can get this reversed and get all of his memories back. From this Ralphie. This is why he has to do this last job for to pay for the Which operation. Which is the worst yeah, name. Yeah, like Especially that's the that worst accent. name to Why give to a Ralphie? character that is is quote unquote your boss and that you're supposed to trust, who ends up turning around and stabbing you in the back. Like what happened? Like oh, Ralphie stabbed me in the back. Stupid Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie. Like his his real name is Udo Kier. Yeah, even better name. However you pronounce it. Like that would be a better. Just use your yeah. Use, right. better, use his real name, not Ralphie. Or just call him Ralph if you have to stick with Ralph. So the social setup of this movie um, reminded me of Looper. That these guys probably came from a lower class, and the allure is they can live with... There's like no middle class in this world anymore. There's the upper class, and then there's the homeless, like the lowjacks. And the only way to be part of the upper class is if if you're a courier for a while. Because as he talks about, he's grown accustomed to the luxury of everything you get when you're in the upper class being a courier. Right. He wants to keep that. Yeah. Which I don't think they... Because in this world, it's either you, you work for a large corporation... Or, or you're, you're against it. Tech. Yeah, and you're you're fighting it. Yeah. But I don't think they explored that right. enough. I think they glossed over no, that. No, and again, I mean, uh, there apparently there's a Japanese release of this, which is like 14 minutes longer, so I don't know if that 14 minutes really... But it, they claim that it explains a lot more. I don't it care. It doesn't feel as disconnected as this one does. But... <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah, I I have to agree. Um, with this movie, like I said, I thought the ideas were interesting, but I think 14 minutes of what this movie already is, even if it explains a little bit more, it still ain't going to help this, what, hour and 36-minute turd. Okay, we've been bashing on this movie. Let's talk about something that's good about this movie. Hey. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren! Dolph uh, Lundgren! Uh, Okay, so yeah, Cyborg Jesus. Here, here's my good. thing with Cyborg Jesus. Like um, the, he probably should have been like the big boss. It should be not positive. have been the Yakuza. It should have been this crazed religious character who has altered his body to make him, mm-hmm. you know, a supreme being. Because even at the very end, where you see like you see his skeleton and it looks like it's moving. And really they're just picking it up and taking it elsewhere. It's like, why would you spend that much time? To make it look like he's coming back, and it's like, oh no, it's just, it's, that's just trash. Throw it out the window. It's not big deal. <laughs> exactly. At first, when I first saw it, I was like, I'm a little pissed because that means they're trying to make this leave it off for a sequel. Yeah, I thought the same thing. The but exact then I was like, same you thing. know what? You know. But then I was like, you. I was like, you know what? I would watch. I would watch Cyborg Jesus though. And then when it was them just throwing it away, I was like, oh. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Well, I'm glad this movie. Well, I felt bad because, like, he's not even, like, the bad guy. He's not (laughs) the antagonist. He's just a goon, realistically. And it's. You hit the nail on the head, Hunter. I mean, God, how many henchmen, like, villain and villain assistants are there before even Cyborg Jesus? Why is he in this movie? Because we have the main Yakuza guy whose apparently daughter died from working for Pharmacom or whatever. I don't even know what the fuck that storyline's about. And the disembodied voice on the TV, um, who I don't know who that woman, if that's supposed to be his daughter or what, never right. explained. Maybe the 14 minutes are solely put aside for that. And then we have his henchmen with the really cool, um, if you've ever seen James Bond movie from Russia with Love, Red Grant has um, a steel wire that comes out of his watch and he strangles people. Right. Well, it's exactly like that, but it's laser and it's super cool. Yeah, and then yeah. you have Cyborg then you have Cyborg Jesus. Well, you have the bald guy before him that tries to cut open his head at the beginning of the movie and then you have Cyborg Jesus. Yeah, the wire of death is awesome. Mhm. 
Yeah, that was that's that was probably one of my favorite weapons I've ever seen with it. Yeah, like every time every laser, time there was a shot a laser of the th- finger and I'm like, Oh my god, is he gonna pull it out? Is he gonna pull it out? <laughs> is that what he's gonna do? Oh he's not gonna do it. Is he gonna do it? No, he's yeah, not gonna do it. And there's more out? Yeah. And there was more story to that apparently because um Takahashi or whatever looks at his thumb at that when he meets him for the first time and he says it seems like you've made your misfortunes into something right. good and they're looking at that so I don't know what that did he chop his thumb off uh, no well, and that's interesting too so. because was Cyborg Jesus did he was he a man like and then with like kind of like a Darth Vader thing after so much time he ends up becoming more machine than man and are they showing is that a yeah. thing in the future like we've gotten so um tied into technology that we all are going to end up just becoming walking computers or robots. Oh yeah, I would yeah. I mean, I could see that in but a they don't, actual they future. They I mean, that's happening said now. That better though. I mean, that's Johnny Monomic as a walking computer, but I'm saying there's so many um, there's so many clues or like little plot things pointed to that which are so much more interesting than a lot of what this plot is. Why didn't they go that direction? Or touch more on it. So anybody? So, no? Well, okay. So let's let's step back for a second because you just asked a bunch of questions. Um, so <laughs> the the wire on the, the 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 ring or whatever you want to call it, I honestly believe that that came from somebody else who was probably a little high tier of a goon than he was, and for whatever reason, he was able to best him to take it. So okay, he was probably like a complete fuck up, and then he just got lucky. You know, and he happened to, to get this guy that's got this kick-ass, you know, wire of death, which is fucking amazing. And he's like, all right, well, this is mine now. I can rule the world. Like, he knows how to use it. That's the other thing, too, is this guy knows how to use this thing. Like, he's whipping it around and, like, he's got no yeah. fear whatsoever. I would have been, most, yeah. I would have been, most people I would have been dead in a second. Off. Yes, I would have been done yeah. in a second yeah. trying to Like, use if, he, if any one of us get, got a lightsaber, we would do the exact same thing. <laughs> we'd go straight for our we cocks like freaking... and we'd cock them off. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, see if mine's bigger than, oh, no! Oh, 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 this quickly turned bad! Yeah, you have it backwards and you put it to your crotch. <laughs> you would Using it to cut food. Using it to cut off pieces of cheese. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I buy that. But again, what's going on? Why isn't Cyborg Jesus the first person that uh, the main Yakuza guy calls? He doesn't even give his guy with the laser thumb thing a chance to find Johnny Monomic. It's probably because the, the laser. It's probably because the laser guy is on his payroll already. He doesn't have to probably pay him much, you know. And yeah, but this he Jesus give him guy. A chance. Well, he kind of gave him a chance. He gave him a chance to get him. <laughs> <laughs> he messed up right at the right off the bat when he came to the uh, to the, the hotel, hotel room. room. Yeah, yeah. So he messed up there and came back with nothing. So okay. Takahashi was, you know, he's probably a one and done kind of guy. Like you get one chance with me, and then I'm going to go to Cyborg Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I would go there first. Cyborg Jesus is so he's probably good. expensive, man. He's a cyborg. What do cyborgs need with money? He's still where'd the money come from? I would say. Oh, we he's, have the answer he's to that. Human. I know. I know. I haven't listened to it yet, but so, so, so good things. Um, Diana, Diana Myers, um, who is Jane, who later went on to appear in things here and there. You probably recognized her, Hunter, from the Saw yes. series. Um, she also appeared in Starship Troopers, which is a sci-fi well, she gets, classic. She of gets the 90s. topless. Um, Boobies. She, uh, she, I think she's great in this. I just would have liked to have seen her just be the badass. Uh, I don't know why she had. I don't. Know, I don't know why they had to make her kowtow. To are be. you going ah on the grade in this? I wouldn't say that she was great in this movie. Like I think that she was good because she was acting off of Keanu Reeves, who is awful. True. True. Not. Not giving yeah, her much like, at all. I, I mean, agree. she was at <laughs> her scenes. Like her scenes with Henry Rollins are better than with yeah. With and Keanu. even her outfit was like 
terrible. Like she's wearing like that weird chain knit like shirt, and it's like you're not wearing anything underneath of it. You're not yeah. chafing at all. Like I know it's the future and shit's bad, but <laughs> you can't you know put an undershirt on at all. Like you don't have like a towel or I don't. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I mean. It's like that's not comfortable. I like I don't care what time that you're in or what future you live in or what apocalypse had happened comfort is always number one and if you're not comfortable you're not going to wear it unless if you're trying to make a statement and she was not she was trying to survive <laughs> you are now our fashion movie Fucking, expert i mean that's, you have to talk but you know what i'm saying if you're not comfortable you're I'm not so, gonna I wear mean, it somebody should have been like this is not comfortable she is not gonna wear this I don't care who she is. I don't care what she stands oh, for. Maybe it was comfortable. This movie, I mean, we're going to get to something a little earlier than um, what we usually talk about. But this movie is so goddamn dated. Oh my dated. gosh, it's so I, dated. I, I don't, all these movies, it's techno 90s with the bright orange, the bright blue, the purple. I mean, her outfit looks like something you'd see someone would show you a picture of someone going to a techno club in the 90s right. holding a glow stick. So here's here's when I felt like okay this this movie's dated. So he's in the elevator at the what's well, like the first five or ten minutes of the movie, and he's doubling his brain mm-hmm. space to take in whatever data it was. And <laughs> oh my god, how, Keanu Reeves did not have enough date, did not have no. enough brain space for all that. Don't you do that with your hard drives, Eric? Don't all, you all, the time, hard drives? all the time, all the time. But in his right. head, it's like stupid people just going like, by. Oh, another you one. have 160 gigs of data. For your head. And I'm like, 160 gigs? I could probably put maybe like a few <laughs> movies on there. Like, that's not a lot of space. And that's, you doubled it? So it was 80 biggest. before? And that was... And then and then all of Pharmacom's files on, on the cure for NAS is only 320 gigs. Yes, like, yes. field tests. Like, you have to imagine it's just videos and like, documents. I'm like, dude, documents. don't put it in your head. Get just like a high, just get a really high gig or iPod like, or something. Put it in the put cloud, in man. Just like, get it later. Like, just log in with your <laughs> Gmail account and download it later. Put on, yeah, put it on Google Drive. They do talk about that. They say that the information um, is it needs to be too secure to send it just Which over that- the net. Just like send Which, it in a that, file. That is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like that is exactly. But I still like, in- If you want to secure information that nobody else can see, you have to go to old school like technology to make that happen. Well, not necessarily. And that I yeah. get. Well, you have you to have like to, hand. You have to hand put it on a physical drive. You have to something yeah, right. you can you physically hand take. deliver it right. or mail it. No. Kind yeah. of thing. But yes, I laughed at that, and I, I I'm not one of them. Uh, I'm not someone who's computer savvy. I didn't know. I thought I was like, I don't think that's much gigs. I, I, I guarantee you, this is something Hunter's going to bring up. Definitely. Well, to add to add even the small yes, the small gigabytes of data, like that's unbelievable. But on top of that, they fax the images to the other side. Yes, they don't right. like email them or like I mean a picture. Why, why? If you're trying to make this movie futuristic, why not just be a little bit more creative in the stuff? Like, just I would have believed they like scan it with their a remote, and it's immediately across. You know Instantly. what I mean? Instantly, like, come something, yeah. come with some other like. Well, no, a movie, they, they so you do can it. make up all they kinds do it. of crap. And um, Ice Ice T does it. Yeah, um, he scans it. He for, scans uh, it. He just for, does a, a, it's a flashlight. Like a, um, um, whatever guy. It's like a little. Yeah, pocket. he does. It's like a pocket. He does it, scanner, and it goes yeah. on the TV. Why couldn't they do that at the beginning of the goddamn right. movie? Because it's a plot de- because it's a plot device. So now we're to the point where no one has mentioned the dolphin. Oh my god, the dolphin! <laughs> I was well, so on board. I'm not even kidding. Like about three quarters of the way through, I'm like, all right, you know, this movie's not that bad. Maybe they didn't cast it correctly. You waited. You waited through the bullshit and the bad acting and the story, and you're like, I- I'm with it. I- I'm here I- for the long made haul. Made my peace with some of the bad. And then the fucking yeah, dolphin cyborg Jesus. I know he's going to come back out of nowhere, <laughs> and I'm like, you're, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I loved it how they wrote it so Johnny Smith was constantly calling him a fish. Because apparently, you know, if I was a dolphin, that's the ultimate insult is to be called a fish, you know. So I was like, all right, Right. good. Like he's he's insulting this thing because he thinks it's fucking ridiculous. Because you know why? It's fucking ridiculous that a dolphin (laughs) is able to crack into a national security, Navy, U.S. government, whatever the fuck it is, foundation, a dolphin. Like, come on, man. 
Well, and, be, and before that, yeah, I was like you. I was on board with, I thought it was really badly done. The, the supposedly big reveal of Henry Rollins is one of the main doctors in this underground uh, fight the man, Doctors Without Borders Which was kind cool. Of I was like, that was okay. cool. Which is cool, but it, they, they didn't handle it well. It was supposed to be like this big reveal, and it's like, okay, whatever. That's cool. It's a new plot point. I, I like it more than some of the other stuff. But then, yeah, as soon as that dolphin appeared, and they're like, Spider has been working with him for... I was like, <laughs> it's like oh I'm my out. god, no. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm out of here. Like, I can't. Nope. 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 Can't do it. It's too much. I felt sorry for. Well, the yeah, dog. dude, because he, like he's in this tiny cage in that yeah. little he's little tiny, tiny tank. tank. He's got the the mechanical metal shit on his face. He can't even see, like. And he's probably just giving them like basic cable, like when they're not really doing anything. <laughs> yeah, just getting no the movie HBO, channels with this no fish. Showtime, no yeah. Cinemax. I mean, scramble porn. Yes, channel right, seventy two scramble porn, which I'm okay with. You see it. I've been there. Unless you have the TV, that makes right. it turn like a blue screen. So another character um, that's not as ridiculous as the dolphin, but he's in the whole movie and you just still don't know what's going on except for he's the leader of the Yakuza, is the actor uh, Takeshi Kitano, who, did you remember him, guys, as being the principal from Battle Royale? Oh my god, is that the same guy? It's the oh same guy. And he speaks, he speaks little to no English. He is huge. He is a huge Asian actor as action movies yeah. and stuff. But then he's in this, looking bored yeah. as can be. Yeah, he never he never moves from the one no. scene. He's always at his Well, I get he comes to the at the very end, he finally leaves. And I'm his like, office. okay, this is our villain, guys. We gotta we're gonna find out why right. he's doing this. And they've said something about his daughter in that one scene, and then that weird disembodied head on the T V screen. Who we still don't know if, if that, is that his daughter living on in? No, technology? she's the CEO of the company that created the cure. Yeah, a pharmacom. She downloaded her personality into a computer. Now she's a ghost in the machine. Which God, they don't explain that hardly at all either. Well, if you were listening, yeah. they do. Yeah, I was. It's well, it's I mean, they hard to follow. They mention it. Shit going on. Yeah, I mean, they even me cyber- you were distracted. And when you, you were showed me Cyborg dolphin, Jesus, you? I yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then so we think, Jesus. we think that the main Yakuza guy, is he's got the sword, and there's maybe going to be a fight with Keanu Reeves, and then his thumb guy kills him. Why does he kill him? Because he knows he's going to let Keanu go? No, because they it got out that he actually has the cure to the disease. It's not just some random bullshit that he thought it was before, because he thought okay. he was just on a regular job. And then when he found out it was the cure to NAS or NSA or I think it's NAS, right? NAS. NAS. Okay. Yeah. NAS. Like that's uh, the black chicks. Yeah, that is an absolute, you know, trillionaire proposition. Wouldn't you kill your boss to try to keep that information to yourself? I mean, I would. I don't know. Whatever. I, pretty yeah. much everything. Well, because they even said they even said that like treating it is a lot more profitable than curing it. Obviously, which is right because they've had disease. the cure for eight years or something. Right. Which and that's why he went crazy was because his daughter died while been saved while the the cure was already invented, but they didn't tell him that the cure was available until after his daughter died. You think she had it and she was like a test subject? No, they, they no, no, it says that she, that's how she died. No, they let her die. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they let her die. Yeah, but the the cure yeah. was already created bef- before she had passed away. And he's like he's the head of the company. Yeah, right. Are there any other good things about this movie before we go along to favorite quotes? Yes. I'm just going to step in <laughs> and let you know. So, just whip that out. I have a very bad trait when it comes to people who are foreign, as in not English-speaking countries, <laughs> and they speak English okay. and they're awful fucking accents. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if there's two people from Mexico and their native language is Spanish and they're in a room together by themselves and the camera is watching them, there is no reason they should speak English. Because that doesn't make any sense. Right. They should speak Spanish. So there is a scene where the uh, the head of the Yakuza <laughs> and the, the finger dude with the, the super sweet... Takahashi and Shinchi. Yeah, sure. Um, nice. he, act- he actually makes fun of him for his poor Japanese. 
and tells him to speak English. <laughs> I la- like, I love that. <laughs> I laughed at this part, too. Like, yeah. I love that. Because it's like, if you're in the same room with somebody who is a native to you, you're not going to speak English, regardless if it's an American-made movie or not. It's just in, in the realm of things that exist, that is not going to happen. But if you're going to make a joke about how awful it, it sounds from the other person you're speaking to, then s- switch to English, like, that is perfect. Like, that, I was, I actually applauded when he said that, like, well, your Japanese is terrible. The Speak irony, English. The irony in that whole thing is that Takahashi has horrible English and Shinshi has perfect English. Yes. So like their roles just flipped when they went. Why? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying, though. It was moments yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that gave me false hope for when the dolphin appeared. I was like, Keanu, say something, say something, say how ridiculous this is, and don't like get, lay off it. Like, point out how dumb this is, and they didn't. I'm like, oh. I know you're close to the end of the movie, but if you're going to make smart quips like that earlier, please address how ridiculous this dolphin thing is. Right. They did not. Oh, he called him a fish. <laughs> oh, zing. Yeah. Take that, mammal. I just like the movie. It's the same thing. reason I liked... Um, Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yeah. To me, this kind of falls in line with Fifth Element. It's just a guilty pleasure movie that if I see that's on, I'll watch it. And I and I those are my I, I like those style of movies where it's apocalyptic style movies. This one isn't really necessarily all the way post apocalyptic, but it is in the future and there's low techs, there's trying to survive. So those style films really always pull me in. Um, I'll, I'll have to say I, I like this better than The Fifth Element. Um, I think it it had a more cohesive idea and kind of main overlaying story that I could follow with Fifth Element. Fifth Element, I had a hard time knowing what the the main storyline was and who the villains were. This, even though there was way too many villains, I I got what the bad was and I got what the good was. Um, And I thought that was interesting. There's there's a lot of bad with this. Um, The one... One thing I always remembered as a kid, I loved seeing this movie, and I'm surprised it took me so long not to not see it, was the VHS was orange. Really? Why? Yeah, I don't I rem- I know why. Just I don't the, remember uh, that. the video, the video cassette actually instead of being black was orange, and I always thought that was really cool. I mean, it's probably just for because it sucks so bad in theaters. They wanted a way yeah. to like people would notice it right away on the shelf. Well, I mean, VH. I mean, yeah. that's the only I mean, the, reason the, I the video tapes because really, there's not. Place, excuse me, we're never out on the shelf. You wouldn't get it until they handed you in a clear case. After you rented it, um, or if it's Blockbuster, you know, their Blockbuster case. Bright was it, orange. Was it Bright uh, Orange? Look it up. Yeah, Google. Oh, yeah. You can, you can buy the VHS, VHS on uh, Amazon for $2. That's $2 too much. That's you too can watch much. it for free on Netflix. Way too much. <laughs> it is. I'm surprised how expensive that is. I, I think um, what makes this movie maybe a little more fun is that it is it is dated. Uh, no, just that it is dated. Some of that, I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like, this future movies that are just so off from the future but um just the goofiness of it i kind of enjoy but still i don't enjoy it much more than fifth element oh you like the fifth element more no 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 i like this more than the the other way no i like this more than fifth element but not not by a lot more yeah i agree with you and i think we've all agreed that it is very dated i think they or they messed up is that they had the ability to make up technology and they didn't Mm mm-hmm um, I mean, they were using fax machines and uh, uh, just 80 gigs is apparently a lot, which I can kind of understand that. I mean, it is 1995, so 80 gigs. But what you do is, is a lot. no. What you do is you do it. Star, right. You do it. Star Wars. You make up something, and you know that right, it's, you make yeah, up, like you know it's data information. But storage. I think I, I mean don't go too far to where you're making up like like oh my god it's eight gigaflops like yeah don't make up that but like, I don't, it's i think they were trying to still be grounded it, yeah. in 1995 but try to use that as like a jumping point into the future See, i don't agree because kind like, of like it, what back to the future does with a lot of its yeah its gigawatts stuff where they, and stuff but like inception has a whole machine predicated on this technology that you don't understand and they never have to explain which is like why star wars is great and why inception is good um, regardless if you like the movie or not, they don't spend time having to explain how it works or what it is. They say it's this kind of machine and it does this and that's it and you buy it. Like for this movie, I think there's too many of those stopping points where they say 160 gigabytes and you're like, that's ridiculous. Like just call it something else yeah, and just roll is, with I it. I mean, there is a lot of like tech jar- jargon in this 
film throughout. So, I mean, it is very nerdy. But if you understand all that stuff, then... It's even funnier, still though. It doesn't make it's it. even worse if you understand yeah. it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you're laughing at 80 gigs. But again, in 1995, 80 gigs was what today would be like terabytes of information. And I don't know you would never, if I would like the movie You could never more. comprehend and be... That's what I said. Part of the charm was, of why I like it is it is ridiculous, and it is definitely a mid-90s movie, and you can feel that. Um, if you're going to redo this, oh, you would change so much. You would change the tone. You would change the look. As Eric mentioned, costumes. There's so many things you would change to make this a better movie. But the kind of data technology kind of goes with the charm of this movie and how goofy it is. Speaking of costumes, I love his... Uh at the opening scene, his John Lennon disguise as he leaves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, moves, he walks around like a robot when he leaves. Yeah. But the the looking back at the tape, the physical tape was orange. I thought the box was no, orange. No, no, VHS the, instead of yeah, black. Yeah. The VHS cassette was orange. So, favorite line, Eric Hunter from the movie. Favorite line. Okay, so... I... I I, I The line mainly comes just from me laughing and thinking other things, so... Uh, my favorite line is when him and uh, the the chick without wearing any kind of brawl or undershirt underneath the chain link. Oh, my uh, gosh. Let it go. I'm sorry. No, never. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it was 100% cotton. Maybe it was comfortable. No, it's not. Um, they Jesus break into the, the the computer store, and he says, I used to have a summer, uh, used to have a summer job breaking and entering. And the first <laughs> thing in my mind was, that's not a job. That's a felony. Like, you can't make money doing just breaking and entering. Oh, sure you can. you got to steal some shit. No, you got to steal some shit. Should larceny. Try. Breaking exactly. and entering and larceny is where you make money. But yeah, no, that's... I think, Prince, you and I have the same quote. But I'll let you say yours first, because I, I came up with a backup. Okay, all right. Mine was when um, they just... They're leaving Spider's place, both um, Johnny and uh, Jane. And he's driving in the van, and he sees the street preacher walk out in front of him and he's like shit and he slams on the gas and rolls over him and it, and and it, my line is when the street preacher Dolph Lundgren is getting up he says like Jesus and i what i laughed with it because it all, it's almost like the street preacher is a character within itself like he has this image to uphold um he's like a badass so it's almost like the street preacher within the movie broke character just the way he said the word jesus like he would never he doesn't seem like the guy that would ever be startled or right. or throwing thrown off so just him tumbling around and getting up he was just like jesus oh <laughs> he's like I did, I did not see that happening like i thought I, god would stop that van in front of me or something <laughs> like that so so I, I i just chuckled when i heard that line i really right. like that one so we actually didn't have the same quote half of your quote is the same as my quote but mine is when um, the priest, yeah. Cyborg Jesus, comes to attack them at the end. And he goes, Jesus time! Yeah, when he has... Yeah. Uh, Jesus time. That, I was like, the, why wasn't the movie more of this? I would pay whatever movie prices to see a movie with Cyborg Jesus being ridiculous. That's the sequel. Yes, I wish. It's just a big... It's a backstory to just Cyborg Jesus. Oh, man. How he became Cyborg I Jesus. I would watch that. I would watch that if that were made. If someone said there's a prequel to Johnny Manomic coming out, I would be like, no, I don't need to see what Johnny's like was before that. And they're like, no, wait, it's Cyborg Jesus. I'm like, done, sold. Here's my money. <laughs> I will Take buy two money. tickets, although I am only <laughs> going to be using one. Um, so let's. I guess we're at the rating now where we're going to rate it, because we've already talked about it. It's dated. The movie's dated. Uh, I'll go first. I'll give it uh, three reels. Oof. Wow. I, like, I, like I said, I, I enjoy this movie. Hence why I picked it. Okay. Uh, I really like the... Uh, but I'm glad I am glad I picked a film that had some good debate as far as I really enjoyed it. Eric, I, I think you... I can't tell. Did you hate it all the way? Or you liked... Uh, no. I, I, I didn't hate it all the way. I just think it's one of those things that it's just like... Uh, I just... I don't know. Like I, it, it would be something I would watch in passing. It's not something I would go after to watch. I, you know, if I was slipping channels, I would not stop to watch it. Um, so let me ask you about this, Hunter, because Nick just gave it the same rating as he did Fifth Element, and him and I kind of agreed. It feels that kind of same tone of if it's on TV, you watch it, and it's just kind of like 
I can turn off my brain and watch this movie. What makes this movie worse than Fifth Element to you? Uh, it's Keanu Reeves. Easily. Okay. Like, that's... I mean, Keanu Reeves, I don't think he's all that good of an actor to begin with. Uh, he's mm. never been a good actor. Uh, I think he fakes it pretty well, especially in the first Matrix film. But I think the story in the Matrix film is so good and intriguing that it kind of forces you that to any- go on with the story regardless of how terrible his fucking acting is. Yeah, it supersedes his bad acting. Right, which in this movie it yeah. doesn't. And I don't know what it is about... Like, I agree, Keanu Reeves, I think anybody would agree, Keanu Reeves is not that great of an actor, but I don't know why it is, every film I see him in, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a Keanu Reeves film where I'm just like, I'm never watching that piece of shit again. Like, I'll watch Speed over and over, I'll watch all three Matrix over and over. I agree, I just don't know why he I'll gets, this I don't know why he gets lumped I don't, in it's with something like about his acting. And um, yeah, Sylvester yeah, Stallone. Exactly. I don't. Like, I don't get that why he gets lumped in with those though, because I think they are much better actors. Especially, I think Keanu Reeves has gotten better at knowing that he's bad, like recognizing that he's not a good actor. But uh, well, he's just a very flat actor. Yes, he's not very, very dynamic wooded, in right? any role that he's in. When he's yelling, when he's whispering, when he's crying, it's the exact same like tone <laughs> of voice. No matter what. Like, I just won the lottery. My mom just died. Oh, dude. Like, it's the exact... Yeah. So It's just Bill and Ted the whole entire time. What's your rating, I, Hunter? I think that's... Ah, uh, man. I'm going to give it one. One out of five. Wow. Wow. I think that is Ouch. your lowest on Real 90. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, probably. He's not... Man. He's not saving it. Whoa. Um, I don't know if I even... I don't even think I gave Phantasm 3 a one. Uh, which did. one no, was Fantastic no, no, no. Three? Uh, like episode eight. Oh, I, I don't yeah. know. I think you guys gave it two. I think you guys gave that two stars. Um, and similar, similarly to for me, like I said, I think this is just a little bit better than Fifth Element. Element for me, I would actually rewatch this um, before I would rewatch Fifth Element. Um, I had a lot of even. Eric pointed out some funny lines, and that to me saves this movie enough. There's no Chris Tucker character in this movie for me um, that pisses me off. Uh, so I'm going to give it two reels, and I gave Fifth Element a reel and a half. Hmm. I'm the lone wolf. <laughs> lone wolf rides alone. All right. Shay gave it five. Shay gave it five. He just texted me. Oh, wow. No, he did. Five? I'm just joking. Five? He, didn't, he didn't text me out. <laughs> I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying to make my movie better. <laughs> I'm bringing the average up. Oh, oh, that was good. You you had me. If you would have if you would have held up being serious a little longer. Shut up! Yeah. No, he didn't. This is bullshit. No fucking way. Did he see the same movie? Yeah. So we uh, a couple few episodes back, and God, this goes back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Eric said that he was gonna go and meet Kevin oh, yeah. Eastman at the Indianapolis IndyCon, Indie PopCon. And ask him the question during his Q and A: Where do the turtles get the money? Um, Eric, do you want to set up the audio clip? Uh, yeah, I will. So, Story time. Um, uh, first, I want to apologize for the poor audio. Uh, Indie Popcon actually was a lot more popular than we were expecting. That the crowd was huge and it is loud, so it's kind of hard to hear uh, him and I speak. But uh, we are the more predominant voices on the track. So, uh, I ask him. The the all knowing question of where does the money come from, and this is his answer. I actually did have kind of a weird question. Um, where do they get all of their money? The turtles? Yeah, because like they buy pizzas and like gas for the turtles. <laughs> Where does the money come from? <laughs> they, they do they do crimes. They basically steal it. They no, steal no, it? They what? Steal it. Nobody knows that. It's a very little known. You know, very kind of top secret. So I don't tell anybody. It never came but up, did it? No. You guys were making. No, it. but it was. You know, it did. Is like even we actually we did it at one time. Like um, we 
did this movie and because uh, it comes up, it comes up more often than you think. People say, "Really? Okay." Because I was like, "No, no, uh-huh. couldn't find anything online." And... So, and you did remember the? It was a 2007 animated movie. Yeah, yeah, and had you know Donatello doing uh, 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 computer consulting, Michelangelo doing the birthday parties. Yeah, as Powerbunga Carl and stuff. So he tried to give them jobs so they could see that they had right. enough money. But uh, even then, the whole. Mechanics. It's like you know that. So it always just one of those things you never ask. It's just kind of. It's like where they come with money and do they have sex with April? So that comes up a lot. Oh, too, that's so. never. <laughs> that never came up to me. The money thing did because yeah. it's like me and my buddies just watched the, the first movie. Yeah. And like we were all just super intrigued by the the whole pizza scene. Yeah. And it's like, where did he get the twenty dollar bill? Like that. <laughs> how re- do they get this money? Returnables. Returnable bottles and cans. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. But it is. It's a good question. It is always. It's, it's funny that you know some of that stuff that comes up. Yeah. Do, you know, I get. A, you know, when we did the first book, it was you know just a just a joke. So I never thought. Well, of course, yeah. Like, like everything. Like everything. And then it's like, well, shit. You like this? <laughs> now, now we have to explain everything. Yeah. So it was awesome. I feel sorry for you, man. <laughs> but thank you. You're a big part of my childhood. So I thank you. What was your name again? Eric. Eric. Thank, thank you, sir. People up with that, man. I love it. Returnable, gotcha. All right, um, now let's talk about, uh, as we finish up the episode, um, anything that we've just watched that we would like to recommend or fiercely say, do not waste your time on this movie. Uh a movie I just uh, finished watching was, uh, and I've seen it before, but uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, Al Pacino. Classic. Yeah, Al Pacino and, um, what's his name? John Cazelli. Yeah, from no. which is, Godfather uh, movie. Eric, no. have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen Dog Day? It's um, It, it takes place off of a, uh, a, a real-life story in 1975. Uh, these two guys kind of down on their luck. Uh, rob a bank and things go wrong. It's it, It's a... It's called a crime drama, but I would say there's hints of comedy in it. Um, I would come as almost sure. a dark comedy because I mean they they rob the bank and they, it turns out there's no money in the bank, so they're kind of like shit. And then the cops surround the building. Well, and they have to start so, making demands, and you find out that these aren't just two dimensional yeah. robbers. That these yeah. not only are they interesting characters, they've got some fucked up situations going on. Um, yeah. I don't want to over. I don't want to blow it. It's definitely a movie I suggest you watch, Hunter. I think you would really. The di- since you were a big fan of dialogue, this has got some excellent dialogue. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But, uh, okay, so put it on your list. Yeah. And, and a do- okay, I will. A dog day afternoon. Cool. When Pacino was still a good uh, still actor. A good actor. What are you talking about? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's m- him and him and De Niro anymore. It's hard. Ugh, De Niro's a big sell. Yeah. Um, did you see anything, Hunter, that you would like to recommend or steer people away from? Uh, the only movie that I can even think of that I watched this past couple of weeks was uh, Pulp Fiction. You should absolutely watch Pulp Fiction. Yes. Did you watch it in one sitting? Yes. Yeah, I caught it kind of on a whim. Um, not sure what, like, you know, I got the DVD and it sits on my shelf like the rest of my movies. And for some reason, uh, it just kind of caught my eye. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And I popped it in and was blissfully happy for the next two hours. So, definitely recommended. One of Tarantino's best. For me, um, I, I already let you guys notified you guys immediately opening weekend, so you wouldn't go and spend a lot of money to go see it. Uh, I went and saw A Million Ways to Die in the West, the new Seth and it's McFarlane amazing. Movie. Oh my god, it's so bad. And it wasn't that it wasn't funny, and it's like, it's one of those movies that they do jokes, and all the jokes fall flat. It, there's about ten minutes in between every joke. And, and the, oh, really? Where he's like trying to struggle no, to make it. Well, I don't even know that. It's just boring. It's just not interesting. Uh, the main overlying, my opinion is, of course, obviously I don't know how it went down, was they made Ted. Ted was a huge hit. And the studio was like, we need something like this next year or a year right. and a half from now. And a, some, another summer movie. And it's the same three writers um, who all do Family Guy. And I think they 
this is a joke they sat around and made jokes about and like like we do and for years have been saying oh everyone talks about the wild west and how dangerous it was for gunslingers but what about all the other things that could fucking die you kill you in the west and you don't live past the age of 35 and that's what the main overlying joke is of the movie it's just not done a lot and the other stuff falls incredibly flat you guys mentioned this um, in another podcast when I mentioned about wanting to see it. The tra- It's one of those bad cases of the trailers, the funniest things from the movie. Wait, but didn't Danny love it? Yeah, I kind of got that. Uh, Danny's nuts. Danny's all malef- maleficent and like that. Um, I warned all of you guys immediately with a mass text. Me and my dad went to see it, and I kind of talked my dad into seeing it because it was being touted as the next Blazing Saddles. Right. And even Mel Brooks did an article saying, oh, I think this is going to take the torch of Blazing Saddles. It's that funny. And so I was like, well, you know, if Mel's saying it's good, and it's it's just not... You guys could... (laughs) You think he went and saw it and was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, he might have said that without even seeing it. (laughs) Um, There's smart humor. (laughs) There's some gross-out humor. Probably one of the biggest weaknesses of the movie is that it doesn't do any... Like I said, it's so long in between each joke, but even when they do a joke, they don't do it as a bit. So there's he's a sheep farmer, and there's a bit where he's hiding from these gunmen um, laying on the ground amongst this herd of sheep. Well, he looks up, and he sees a sheep's dick. And it starts peeing on him. And he has to just sit there and let himself get peed on. There's some gross-out humor scenes like this. So they show the dick, and I'm guessing that's when he thought would get the biggest laugh. But what should have happened was he rolls away from the sheep, and then the scene goes on. And that's it. The big laugh moment was the sheep peeing on him and seeing the sheep dick. What should have happened was a whole bit of every sheep that he rolls underneath pees on him. And, like, that would have been, like, blazing saddles. But unfortunately... A lot of missed opportunities like that. It felt very rushed. Or, yeah. And then to contrast that, I watched for the first time uh, with my girlfriend. I'd seen it before, but Allie hadn't seen it. Was Ted, and that's what I was kind of expecting from A Million Ways to Die in the West. Is Ted, even if it's not the funniest movie, it has a lot of heart. At least for me, I think it's really heartwarming. Just the tale of the main character and the mm-hmm. teddy bear. So. None of that was in a million ways to die in the West. Hmm. That's a bummer because I was kind of hoping that that would be a entertaining movie, but yeah. Then I was reserved in thinking that you know, the, it, this looks like one of the films that could be the previews are the are the best oh, part, and, and, it, and it's doing terribly. It, terrible reviews. It's not making nearly the amount of money they expected. So I know they're in production for a Ted hmm. too which I'm hoping maybe he pulls it out there. Um, Just released today, actually a little bit ago, was the first movie poster for Dumb and Dumber 2, T.O., coming out November 2014. Did you guys see it? No. No, I'm looking it up now. Um, Storyline, they find out that one of them has a kid. It's the... They mention um, Felcher... Freda Felcher, they both had sex with when they're in the uh, at the hotel room in the first movie, and they're talking about how they each lost their virginity, and it was to the same girl. Right. So it turns out that she had one of their kids, and they don't know which one it is. And um, I don't remember which character, if it's Lloyd or Harry, um, need a kidney. So they go to track her down to get the kidney. That's the story of the movie. Wow, that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, the I story mean, of the you, first movie. If you thought of the, if you if you say the plot of the first movie, he's an airport, he's a limo driver, taxi yeah. cab driver, or a limo driver finds or his ride loses her case, and he travels with his buddy. But see, that's what Aspen the beauty is the with Dumb and Dumber is that like, storyline could be set to a comedy film, it could be set to a horror film, it could be set to a romantic film. Like that's. But, I mean, I'm going to go after this girl for a kidney? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic because it took years for them to make it with these two. 
I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and probably see it. Man, I saw Dumb and Dumberer, which was... The Farley Brothers had nothing to do with it, and it was terrible. Oh, my God. That... I don't know. If, I, don't, I think that's one of the films I didn't even finish watching. I didn't. I saw so it in bad. theaters. I didn't walk out. Um, you and I, if you remember this, Nick, the same year, actually like a month later, the Farrelly Brothers came out with Stuck on You with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Oh, that's, that it was, was so bad. You well. and I almost walked out of it. <laughs> All right. Is the movie poster then the dog in the... Car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, will you go see it, Prince? Theaters? Yeah, I'll see it. Uh, maybe you might wait to hear how good it is nowadays. Just with movie, just with ticket prices now, like it has to be like a pretty high end film for me to actually spend. It has money to be like to a superhero, see. like a big production movie. And I learned my lesson with Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> well, but that's too, the kind so. of movie you should see in theaters, though, right? Because of the spectacle. Yeah, yeah you should. You should. But um, the only reason it. I'll see Dumb and anyway. Dumber two in theaters is I. I always want to wait like a week for these movies, like I should have done with Million Ways to Die in the West, to find out if it's just awful. Yeah. But I hate waiting because I don't want the jokes to get ruined. Like, especially now with like Facebook and stuff. You know, when we were in high school and school and whatnot, they'd get ruined amongst friends along the, in the hallway or on the school bus. Well, now it's almost the same like Facebook. Yeah, but I think now you can. Eh. Yeah, just stay off Facebook. <laughs> Which not that hard. So I'll probably go see this in theaters. Hunter, I'm guessing you will not be seeing no. this in theaters. <laughs> um, all right, with that, we we got our pick. Hunter, you're up for the next pick. All right, uh, for the next episode, we are going to watch the 1990 classic starring Bill Murray, Gina Davis, and Randy Quaid in Quick Change. Three thieves successfully rob a mm. New York City bank but making the escape from the city proves to be almost impossible. I've never seen this. I've always seen the VHS and wanted to, but Quick never saw it. change. I've never... Have you seen it, Hunter? I've never no. even heard of it. Awesome. Good pick. So you're welcome. 